Hi, this is Greg Warren, and you are listening to P.S. Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's our old friend Jackie Cation. I do some political material only because I'm alive. It's walking around. So, you know, I talk about essentially being a middle-aged white lady. Uh, I talk about uh, being all married. I talk about my family continues to be part of it. I got some great new dad stories. Another great chat with Jackie like we do every year right before she plays Minneapolis, kind of for a comedy homecoming for the holiday season. But we have a song of the week coming up from a duo named Hot AB, and we have a couple of dumb bits coming up first uh, in the holiday spirit. Well, one's a dumb bit, and one's a song we played last week uh, by our friend Rob Urban of Rob Urban and the High Strung Lifters. I got a better quality version of that tune, but first, we'll get to the silliness first, and then to the semi-silliness second. Stop. 
So you had better be good at this festive time of year. If you're not, then Santa will fill that stocking with the diesel fuel. Santa drives a truck, yeah, I say Santa drives a truck. Reindeer getting tired, sleigh was a getting stuck. Santa drives a truck, you see him blasting through the night. He's a grinning near the ear, chasing his headlights. Santa drives a truck, yeah, I mean Santa drives a truck. Reindeer getting tired, sleigh was a getting stuck. Santa drives a truck, you should see him snatching gears As he wishes everyone Merry Christmas and Happy New Year He's a-wishing everyone Merry Christmas and Happy New Year Jackie Cation is a stand-up comedian originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. She also hosts the Dork Forest podcast, Recommended, and co-hosts the Jackie and Lori Show, a podcast she does with comedian and comedy writer Lori Kilmartin. And here now is our interview with Jackie Cation. Jess knows her stuff. How long have you been with Jess? I didn't realize she was your publicist. She, um... It's on and off. It's, uh, I do it when, when I kind of want to try to fill the room, even though it's holidays. Yeah. So she, she worked with me on my, on, my new, on my current album. Okay. But it came out. Okay. She gave, she gave me some nice, um, some nice stuff. Well, she's been with Pardo for ages and ages, and, and Andy Kindler as well, so I always hit her. And Maria. And Maria. Oh, yeah, I guess she did set that up. Yeah, that's right, because... Um, Oh, did I speak to Maria last time? Maria so, is such a busy bee. I don't... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, hold on, I'm going to send um, this call to end and accept... Hold, uh, send to voicemail. There we go. There we go. Okay. All right, super. So anyway, <laughs> um, so got g- good to talk to you again. Our, our annual discussion on your, your trip to Minnesota. Exactly. Very much so. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's, you know, my new album came out probably, I guess it would be, um, I recorded it in Minneapolis. It would be two two Decembers ago. Yeah. So, um, I have a lot of new material that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. It's, uh, uh, you just, you're one of those people that just gets, gets funnier and funnier where, you know, some comics, eh, maybe they level off, maybe they're kind of running out of steam. Um, but um, yeah, thankfully you're in the you're in the former category. Uh, of course, you had that brilliant set. If people haven't watched it, uh, I I still go back and watch it. The the one on Conan where you discuss uh, uh, the the freezer section of your local grocery being uh, a trophy case for American imperialism. Oh man, such <laughs> oh, right. good stuff. The, the Indian casino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, love it. Yeah, I yeah. forget about that joke. But oh. That's a, that's yeah, that that whole set is 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 so solid, and so uh, folks are in for a, a real treat. You haven't been to Cincinnati in a while. I think the last time you were here, or the second to last time you were here, is when my wife and I saw you at that room on the river where uh, uh, folks were a little, um, I'd say, a little rude. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That that was a weird river gig. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, allow me to hang up. 
also uh, on what was clearly telemarketing. I don't know if you could hear the phone call in the background. I don't know what I got. I got one while I was talking to you just now, and I just sent it to voicemail. So I reckon it was just only three people call me. So uh, <laughs> one of them. exactly. And that Cincinnati room, I don't even know if it's still there. They it moved like it up to the nor- they moved up to the northern suburbs, uh, but they haven't really solved the problems, shall we say? We haven't been to the new room yet. Uh, we were going to go see John Heffron, but that did, ended up not working out. But um, yeah, it's it's you know it's it is what it is, as they say. If you know you want to go see a comedy show, you go there, and they're a little loosey goosey with the crowd <laughs> and rules. You going, that was comedy. Yeah, that and that if you want, and they, and they get good people though. No, like our friend Greg Warren, he had the same problem you did, the exact same problem. He finally told people to shut the fuck up. <laughs> right, right. Well. <laughs> Well, that's a good company, Greg Warren. It, yeah, he's a great guy. I haven't, haven't talked to that guy in a while. We need to uh, chat with him. He hasn't been here in a while either is, is the other problem. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Our other club is more like uh, the Acme. It's Go Bananas. It's, you know, oh, an independent. Oh, did Go Bananas with Maria? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you did. I think I did. Yeah, okay. If, yeah, I, you know, I, I would do Go Bananas. By myself, I should probably look into that. Uh, reach out to Mikey. Yeah, do that. And uh, okay. Yeah, he needs some. He needs some fresh blood in there. So. Uh, yeah. We do tend to get a lot of the same folk, which is fine because people then have their favorites, and people, you know, you know, they like to see a Vince Morris, uh, who's hilarious, and some of the other favorites that come through. But then again, you know, we want to see some folks we don't see as often. So. Right, and well, I mean, being a club owner. It's such a catch-22 in the way of you want, you know, you're clearly, you're in business, but you want, um, and if you're a good club owner, you want there to be new new comics for the audiences, but you also want to fill the room. Right. It's this weird, and if somebody builds a following, which is also really nice, too, when they bring you back repeatedly, and then they you build a following, and then... If if the if the club does a lot of new comics every year, that means your rotation isn't every year; it's every year and a half or whatever. Right. Yeah, we've also had a lot of uh, you know folks do well that have moved, and they come in kind of like what you're doing. They come back home, particularly around the holidays. So December mm-hmm. is you know <laughs> yeah. people that started in that class. I guess I, I, that must be a thing all around America. I think is that. All the home clubs welcome home everybody. Probably in Atlanta, we'll, they'll be seeing Kostaki, I reckon, maybe. And, uh, you know. mm-hmm. and so, yeah. Uh, but even though you're from Milwaukee, your comedy home is Minnesota. Is that is that? Very much so, yeah. I thought, yeah, it's... yeah. So, um, so, what did you think of the big announcement, by the way, about uh, your, your neighbors back in your hometown uh, losing their GM plant? Uh, my cousins in Youngstown just suffered the same fate. Well, it's... You know, it was the thing where it it it's terrible, and I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely over. I can't even pronounce it. Um, uh, Schoidenbrod or yeah. whatever, where you are psyched about other people's losses, because I mean, a lot of those people voted for Trump, and he promised them things that were, as always, lies, and and then it has backfired in their faces and it's unfortunate but I just I you know so I feel bad for them and I, I know that I, I have some you know some friends and family from this country that are like serves them right yeah. <laughs> and I'm like well how does that solve the problem exactly so, 
I have more sympathy for them than uh, than you would think, but um, just because I I'm so I, I'm I'm genuinely upset about the state of the Constitution and the constant shredding of it. But uh, the um, but yeah, but those people, yeah, I feel I feel sad for them. But and then they, they're always like, well, they say more factory jobs are going to come back, and you're like. Yeah, but not $25 an hour with full benefit jobs. Exactly. I just spent uh, almost three weeks in Southeast Asia, and um, maybe those jobs are coming back. Yeah. (laughs) The Chinese, a tourist, is everywhere. I don't know if you know this, uh, but the Chinese are essentially, they're Americans from 1960. Because of the Cultural Revolution, they're all a bunch of rubes. And they have a giant bag of money. So they're wandering around every country in the world looking at the sky going, what do you think they sell it to us? And it's like they're Texans. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. They've, they've been – well, and before that, you know, it was, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia. They come over here and they buying up the land. And I get – my dad was telling me – we uh, visited him down in Orlando. He's actually in Kissimmee where Disney World is. He's over on the east side of Kissimmee. And uh, I drove up somewhere, and I, uh, I was dropping my wife off. Oh, I took my wife and daughter to the shopping area of Disney and then came back and had to work because I was actually still uh, another vacation day. So on the way back, I told my dad, I said, you know, I drove up. All those apartment buildings, they're completed, but they're completely empty. And he goes, oh, yeah. He go, he, and he, this is what he's heard. Now, we have no factual basis for us. But, but it's foreigners. <laughs> Foreigners are buying all those things up, and this is like the, in, a, in New York. It's they're all ghost apartments. They're buying them up a for investments, or b just to stay here when they come to Disney World, and that's it. And it's, it's like the eeriest damn thing you've ever seen. You drive by these huge housing developments. One or two of them have lights on. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's it's weird. Um, it's it's I think entirely related to the disparity of between rich and poor, but it's um, I know. That like in the Dominican Republic, there are people that want uh, to be citizens of the Dominican Republic, and to become a citizen of the Dominican Republic, you have to live there full time for like six years. You can't leave the the, the country for um, more than a month or so. Like the the rules are pretty, and then in Canada, they're passing laws where you have to be. You you have to be a resident or a citizen to buy land, and it's you know it's getting very. I mean, be, because of how big the, the 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 money is and the, how small the world is, it's. I mean, it's a weird thing to talk about in a comedy interview, but yes. uh, I know <laughs> that it. Um, yeah, I know that there's that there's trouble because there's like here in Los Angeles, we have a hundred thousand people that are homeless, houseless without shelter and not entirely so because there's a lot of rei tents but if you go down by uh what's called skid row it's people living in their tents and they don't have all the basic i mean there's no showers and bathrooms so it's just several thousand people living on the street in downtown los angeles and uh, and because and uh, one of the reasons I understand that is so is uh, not only from people buying up real estate, but people that have real estate, even just folks like us, middle class folks, saying no, we don't want you to build an apartment building 
you know, on the corner. Oh, not in my not in my backyard, people. Maria yeah. Bamford has a joke about that. Oh yeah. She yes, in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's a dick joke. But the uh <laughs> the it's very funny. Uh wow, I just sort of gave it away. Uh here's the thing about comedy. Surprise. It's a big part of it. So uh, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, the the fact that people don't want apartment buildings I was also in Hong Kong, and Hong Kong, 85% of Hong Kong is a national park. 15% is a very tall building. (laughs) It's like, it's just tall building after tall building with your offices and stores and apartments. And so there's thousands and thousands of apartments that go very high into the sky. And that clearly, there's, we're not, humans have not stopped breeding you know, there were uh, there were two billion people on this planet in 1950. There are currently eight billion people on this planet, and that was 70 years. We've tripled the population in 70 years, and in the, in 1850, there were one billion people on this planet. So we're going to need tall buildings with a lot of apartments in them, and it's not going to be big spaces. Yeah, and we we also have land square foot apartments. Yeah, but we also have land that we have just got tired of using that we could use again. There's all kind, of, you know. You go to not only in big cities but in small towns, you see all these, you know, places. The, the infrastructure's already there. I mean, it might be old, it might be a little fixing, but it's probably cheaper. And they're kind of doing that a little bit here in Cincinnati. Uh, okay. There was an area in town where they built this big uh, shopping center, a big Kroger. I know you're probably familiar with Kroger. And they built a big Kroger, and my buddy who lived in the neighborhood there said, oh, this is, this is awful, this is terrible. I'm like, Greg, that was empty land where a factory was that they tore down 15 years ago. Better they build it there than out in Mason, which is way out past the, you know, in the hinterland. And, and you know, plowing over a, a, a natural field or, a, or woods or something, better they build it there where there's already open land. And then they're building houses there too. So now, albeit it's you know uh, houses and condos, I could never afford to live in. But at least they're using the space. So right, right. I mean that's that seems to be the new thing. Instead of playing golf communities, there's now um, there's now uh, these um, sort of planned. There's like a man-made lake that that people can jog around. Yeah. And then there's uh, some. They they make it into a tiny town. And then it's full of condos and sort of the ticky t- they're, they're they're housing developments like in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, except for that now they also built a tiny mall inside of them. And the houses are a lot bigger, or you get a condo. It's like a little spaceship. Yeah. And, well, I like we live in a ticky-tacky house that was built in 1951 in tract housing, right? It yep. just looks, it looks like the house on the Monopoly board. Yeah. Which um, means that it is not a McMansion. It is not anything that, you know, a family of three would want to live in. Yeah. <laughs> because for some reason, a family of three needs 3,000 square feet. But um, but it's – and everyone was all mad about it. But now everybody wants this house, right? Yeah. He bought the house 15 years ago, and I married into it. Sweat equity. It's half mine now. And uh, and so it's, uh, it's yeah, there's 15 years from now, we're not going to be creeped out by the weird planned condo community neighborhoods. We're going to be like, oh, I would like a place to live. Yeah. 
and it's going to be fine. But yeah, I like the idea of using sort of those those, those areas that were were manufactured, and now every, you know so many people work out of their homes, and you know Uber and Lyft, and I mean, we just yeah, I don't know. I can't fix everything with comedy. I'm trying. Exactly. I'm well, well, speaking of comedy and all this new material, what what sorts of things are you are you talking about these days? Is it uh, are you because I know you know on Facebook you, you you comment on things politically, but then you know the the last. Well, that's before. my and my personal Facebook is entirely almost exclusively politics. Uh, but if you want my fan page, no politics unless funny politics. Okay. Uh, I do some political material only because I'm alive. Well, yeah. It's uh, it's walking around. So, you know, I talk about essentially being a middle-aged white lady. Uh, I talk about uh, being all married. I talk about um, my family continues to uh, be oh, yeah. part of it. I got some great new dad stories. Oh, great. Yeah, always always yeah. a fun time. <laughs> he is, uh, and he is hilarious always. Why don't you do more stuff about your siblings? I'm like, well, because you keep talking about <laughs> Hardly my fault. Yeah. My favorite recently was, uh, you know, he's a salesman and he's uh, hung out with uh, dodgy characters his entire life. Right. He has, he loves he loves a dirtbag, and one of his buddies just passed away, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, I was just trying to get that guy some leads so that we could sell some stuff together." And I was like, "Ed, you're 82. How old was Bob Stimmick? And he's like, he was uh, 90. And uh, I was like, okay. He said, and I was like, Bob Stimmick was a dirtbag. <laughs> one of the grossest men that I've ever met in my life in real life. Uh, and um, the machinations that how he took advantage of his wife and his children and, and people. And I was like, that guy's horrible, Dad. He's, when he told me he died. And I said, I am sorry. I know you love Bob Stimmick, but you're going to hang out with better I mean, I'm psyched that the dirtbags in your life are dying. And my father, because I am not particularly sensitive either, he raised me. So he said, well, I know younger dirtbags. Huh. So he's going to hang out with younger dirtbags. He's going to find a new generation of skidballs that he can uh, <laughs> that he can bond with over too much coffee. That's amazing. It is, but he is a good guy. All you got to do is you got to remind him to be a good guy. It's a uh, it's a little bit of work, but uh, the payoff's good. Yeah, I would, I would I would think so. And I know you've talked about your siblings a little bit uh, in the past, but uh, but everyone else still gets along, right? I mean, you. Oh, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, my oldest brother, the evangelist, is um, he's on a. He's, he's, he's lost his tiny lizard mind. And so we're, uh, I just try to keep it polite. <laughs> you know, huh. I don't know. I don't know if you're related to the uh, intensely uh, people who know that they're right. And, uh, but it's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, a, a little, but um, it's, you know. Uh, it, you can work around it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it, it's uh, it's it's interesting. It's an it's another it's another point of view, certainly. For sure. Yeah. Um. So and so, what other kind of things? Just you know, day to day experiences. Um. Uh, uh. That sort of affair, or. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just you know, there's there's some observational stuff, a lot of family stuff, 
and a little bit of political stuff just because of the political nature of the of the beast exactly. that we are looking through. I think we're in, uh, I don't know where we are. You know how long the colon is? It's long. <laughs> I'm hoping that we're more than halfway through. I don't know. So. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I, time to I, be have in a, America. I have this horrible feeling we're not because, um, you know, us, us old white guys, man, we're, we're clinging onto it like a ferret, man, and we're doing whatever we have to to hold on. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you know, without realizing that, you know, I mean, if, if, if sort of straight white guys would treat everyone else like people, yeah. then straight white guys would also get to be human. Because women are people. Well, we're good people. We're, we're just people. And it's hard. You've got to remind people a lot. But the, um, the crazy thing is, is, so men have never treated women like people. Or people of color as people, and just um, who get to make their own decisions, everything, right? Where you get to, where you get to make bad decisions, good decisions, and no one is legislating whether or not you're allowed to have a credit card or take care of your own body, right? And um, and men were raised to be tiny heroes, right? They're raised to be boys will be leaders. And women will be helpers. Girls will be helpers. Is what uh, is what something I was thinking about. Because little girls are raised to help everybody, and little boys are raised to fix everything. And it's everybody. Everybody can be just as neurotic, regardless of gender. We can we can just every you know it it doesn't. Men could be human and cry and have a life. And, uh, and get to be whatever. And women would get to walk around at night and hopefully not be murdered. That'd be great. Yeah, I just, I just don't think people, you know, get it. It's like, you know, as, a, as an old white guy, the thing is, is that I know a lot of women and I've known a lot of women. I've known a lot of people of color. And I believe them when they tell me things aren't always great all of the time like we want to think that it is. Like when my friend, you know, told me that he got pulled over once a week driving to the airport just because he drove a decent car and it was the middle of the night because the airport, you know, we would arrive at 6 a.m. to open. You know, once a week he would get stopped. I believe that when my female friends tell me, oh, yeah, guys are gross and they just do, you don't even realize you're being gross and you're being gross and we have to deal with it all the time. I believe you. I believe them. I don't know why other people don't. If you, I mean, if you don't believe a stranger, talk to your friends at least. They'll tell you. They're not lying to you. The learning curve is very steep right now for Whitey Magoo. Yep, Whitey Magoo. <laughs> It is, uh, that is, uh, that is one of the bits I'm working on is how, how steep the learning curve is. And like, cause I thought I got it, you know, I've been a bleeding heart crystal clutcher for decades. So you would think that I would, um, that I w- would have gotten it. Uh, and I would not be surprised, but then the iPhone camera was invented. <laughs> there you go. Like, Oh shit. It's not just. This, it's not just, oh, that's too bad. That is too bad how there's injustice. It's, oh, they're murdering people. Oh, you can't even have lunch, you know? I mean, it's like that. It isn't, it's so much bigger than what I thought. And I always thought that I'm, that I was on, I was a good guy, right? I always, you know, the best ally. But, you know, uh, it's, it's, the great thing about, 
still being alive is <laughs> that you get to keep learning. And it's a pain in the ass, but it's also, I think, kind of, co- it's cool, you know? Yeah. Well, you're fighting the good fight, ma'am, as always. And uh, always a pleasure talking to you. I was just going to say when you said Wadey Bigu, I, I told you last time how many, like, uh, Jackie-isms have kind of snuck into uh, the fan. And, and Magoo is, <laughs> is one of them. And, and you know what? And we might have had this discussion last time. Uh, oh, when you call somebody a bossy Magoo, I didn't realize, speaking of what we were just talking about, that bossy was actually negatively associated with women being assertive. But I never took it that way, especially after you started saying bossy Magoo. To me, it's just anybody being obnoxious, you know. So I just thought it was kind of funny. So I, that and Good Egg and Golden Retriever of Comedy and all those, all those great Jackie-isms. <laughs> Why, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I am uh, I'm excited to, uh, to come to, to Minneapolis. So yeah. thanks well, for talking to me. No problem. Email Mikey, and uh, I'll... Um, uh, maybe, uh, or you can reach out to him on on Facebook or whatever, and uh, and get back to Cincinnati and, and and headline the club here. I would love it. All right, awesome. Take care, man. Thank you, ma'am. All right, bye-bye. bye bye. Thanks again to Jackie Cation for being on the show. As always, you can catch Jackie in Minneapolis. December 18th through December 22nd at the Acme Comedy Company. And if you need any other Jackie Cation dates, you can just go to JackieCation.com. It looks like she's updated. It looks very nice. You can also get links to her podcasts, uh, The Dork Forest, recommended. The Jackie and Lori Show, recommended. And let me see. Also, uh, if you want to go back about uh, six months or so, uh, Jimmy Pardo's Never Not Funny. She was a guest on there. It was hilarious. And, uh, yeah, also on our website, you can see that clip to the Conan appearance we were talking about from a few years ago. And, and we've discussed on the show many times that a lot of times comedians' sets, uh, there's late-night sets, aren't really indicative of their full set. But I think you do get a really good idea of Jackie's comedy from the Conan set. It is brilliant, and it is highly recommended as well. So do all that stuff. Other plugs we're going to do here now, of course, uh, the Nearly Liza YouTube channel. Uh, been a bit busy with school and doing some school things. Hopefully, she'll, a friend just asked me the other day if she's still making um, videos and animations. I said, well, she's working on it. She's trying to find the time. So I, I will uh, I will light a fire under her. Maybe over winter break, she can get one sorted. Uh, let me see. And then, of course, there's the Check Check Hayes blog. Check that out as well. And that brings us to the song of the week. Now, the song of the week comes to us from Florida. And uh, I know because you guys may remember, uh, we've done some special, uh, a special edition of PF State Recorder in the past. Uh, long-time listeners might recall called Your Favorite Band, and, and Jimmy Pardo was on talking about Chicago. Pat Francis came on and talked about Cheap Trick. My friend Brian came on and talked about The Alarm. And uh, Brian has since moved from Cincinnati down to Florida with his family. And uh, I was just cruising around the face page one day, and I knew his sons performed like in church and stuff. They play guitar, and they and he's posted some videos of that. And he posted a video of them doing a song, and I checked it out. So it's probably them sitting in the living room, strumming along, doing it, doing a tune. Now they, it's a song, and they made a video for it. And I thought, well, if it's okay, maybe I'll do it as a song of the week. That'll be fun, a favor for an old friend. But uh, I listened to it, and it is proper. This is not a favor. I really dig this tune. And, uh, I mean, the video is fine. It actually kind of has that 80s vibe. There's wandering around their neighborhood singing the song. Uh, but the song is proper. I got a nice little vocal hook I think you're really going to dig. It's called Man on Earth. Uh, the brothers are uh, Aiden and Brennan Mitchell. They go by Hot AB, I believe I'm getting that correct. 
And uh, yeah, this is their tune, and I think you're going to like it. A lot of the, it kind of puts me in the mind of also of uh, kind of some of the people that uh, Liza is into these days, kind of those young British singer-songwriters uh, like Ratboy and Declan McKenna and the ones I like, Jake Bug and George Ezra, and, and kind of like that as well. So uh, see what you think. This is Hot AB with our song of the week on PF's tape recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. Oh